Welcome to the Lunch Break Hymn Sing, a podcast dedicated to the rediscovery of hymns, both ancient and modern, as well as the authors who penned them. I'm your host, Frank Aiken. Thank you for tuning in, and if you like the content of this podcast, please make sure to follow and subscribe for future episodes. As we wrap up our special edition of the Lunch Break Hymn Sing Advent Series, it is fitting that we end where we started, with Charles Wesley. When Wesley sat down in 1739 to put pen to paper, the first line that he wrote to the hymn we will be singing today was not what we find in our hymnals. The lyrics to the now popular Hark the Herald Angels Sing originally read, Hark how all the welkin rings. What's a welkin? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, it is the celestial abode of God, that is, heaven. It's an old English word that you may come across while reading Shakespeare, but it's rarely used today. And as a matter of fact, it wasn't even used during Charles Wesley's time. Now, if you have a copy of John MacArthur's Hymns of Grace, a hymnal that I would strongly recommend for your collection, you may have noticed that both Charles Wesley as well as George Whitfield are credited for writing this hymn. The reason for this is because Whitfield changed some of the language from this hymn in 1753, including the first line in an effort to convey what we read in Luke 2.14 of the Song of the Angels. Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King. There is much theology packed into this three-verse hymn. Etched in each stanza is the reminder of the miracle that took place when heaven meets earth, and the one who holds all things together laid aside his glory, putting on our flesh, and together with a soul like our own, began to walk that path that would lead him to the cross. It is on that cross that God and sinner are reconciled, as he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And that's justification. We read that in 2 Corinthians 5.21. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. God becomes a man the God-man, to suffer for us so that we would not have to. Because He is man, He is able to save us. And because He is God, He is able to take our place as the acceptable atonement for our sins. God could not bleed. He surely could not die. But the God-man, He could and did. It is both His deity and humanity bound up in the one person of Christ that are essential for us to spend eternity with him. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. He came in a low condition to undergo the miseries of this life. He stepped out of the fellowship with the Father. Though he was equal with him, And as C.S. Lewis says, the great shepherd became the sheep to save 
the rest of his flock. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. And as we bring this special edition to a close, as we spend time with friends and family over the course of the next few days, let us never forget the baby in the manger who grew up to be the man on the cross. It is our hope that as we move into 2021, that you honor Christmas in your heart and try to keep it all the year long. this episode of the Lunch Break Kim Sing. I'm Frank Aiken, and as always, thanks again for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Enjoy your lunch break. <laughs>